Hello and welcome to episode five of the Engineering Judgment Podcast. I'm Kyle and we're going to be talking about the Infiniton programmable LED keypad today. This is a fully programmable keypad with 15 keys on the front of it. Infiniton has this listed right now for 150 US dollars. The whole keypad frame is made out of aluminum and measures roughly five and a quarter by three and a half by one and an eighth. So it doesn't take up too much real estate on your desk and it is an attractive matte black finish. So looks nice and really the keys themselves are the real draw here because the 15 programmable buttons each have a 72 by 72 pixel LED screen that's approximately 16 millimeter square in size underneath each keycap. Now they advertise that the key screens have 16.7 million possible colors. Now I haven't counted them all myself, so you're going to have to take their word for it. This will allow you to put a custom image for each button to help you remember what it does. They advertise it includes an ARM processor chip to give you responsive key presses without charging for a leg. It connects to your computer via a standard USB 2.0 cable that is permanently attached to the frame. There is no on-off switch or anything else on here, so if you want to turn it off, you're going to have to unplug it from your computer. Uh, the keypad body itself lays at a slight incline on the desk. It doesn't really have any adjustable feet like you might find on a standard keyboard. Uh, this can be slightly problematic, at least it was for me anyways, because the screens inside of the keys, they're recessed from the top and they're parallel, with the top face of the keycaps, so at times it can be difficult to see the images without looking directly down at the keypad or picking it up and actually, you know, tilting it towards you. Uh, personally, I wish they either would have angled the base of the unit more or even put the screens inside of the keys at an angle for better readability, maybe. Uh, just in order to fix this for myself, I just set my unit on top of like a large binder clip like the metal ones that are used for lots of papers. So that way the face, you know, has a, a steeper angle and it's faced more towards me. And that has made it a lot easier to see all the pictures on the keys and, you know, much easier to find exactly what I'm looking for because you can change those buttons uh, as we are about to get into. So at the current moment, each key has six functions available to it. One hotkey, that's just a key or a combination of keys. Uh, two, macro, a sequence of commands or keystrokes. Three, launch, open a program file, folder path and command line. Four, website, you know, search the web, navigate the site. Five, text string, this just contains a sequence of characters. It can be like a text message, source code, script, something like that. And six, a folder. Now this allows you to store an organized group of key actions from the other five options that I've just read. Uh, you can manually open the folder by, of course, pressing the button, or you can set it to open when a certain application launches, which can be pretty neat. And now, at the point of this recording, I have had my Infiniton for several months at this point. Um, I've been using it at work, so I can really put it through a more serious test than I'd be able to in my spare time. I primarily use it for SOLIDWORKS CAD functions, but I also have several generic macros. Uh, really, the functions that I end up using this keypad for are just repetitive tasks that just waste, you know, time in my day. 
you know, I just really prefer having buttons over drop-down menus and gestures. I find them much quicker and easier to use. And uh, speaking of the buttons, the first things that I added, and by far the buttons that I use more than anything else, are dedicated cut, copy, and paste buttons. I use those commands constantly at work, and it is so nice to have them set up with a single key press. In fact, I would go so far as to say I wish every keyboard had these buttons because I would think that they are the most used keyboard shortcuts. Now, I haven't done any actual research on that. It's just based on personal experience and, you know, a little bit of guessing. And as a side note, I would also, you know, like those buttons uh, because that's less multi-key combinations that I have to use. And I mean, this is an example on the extremely simple end of things, but as a general rule... I think that the less keystrokes or, you know, actions in any way uh, to achieve a certain task, the better. And this is just one way uh, that I go about it with this particular product. And just to give you a better idea of how I use it, I have the following shortcuts currently set up. I have Control-A, Select All, mostly used before I, you know, copy and paste something. Control-Z, uh, Undo for all life's little mistakes. File Explorer to get me to the you know, the folders quicker because I'm constantly navigating, you know, our server or my local computer for stuff. Then I have several buttons for commonly used spreadsheets or, uh, you know, MRP software, whatever it happens to be that I open multiple times a day, you know, to either retrieve or enter data. Uh, I have, like I mentioned earlier, lots of SOLIDWORKS functions, assembly drawings. These take up actually several folders on my device because it can seem like I just live in SOLIDWORKS for really just days on end. Next, I have my clipboard manager shortcut. Uh, one of the greatest things that I've recently done for myself is get a clipboard manager uh, for Windows. It allows me to track and reuse all of my copy data in a way that, now that I've seen it this way, I really think standard Windows should allow you to do that by default. It's just so handy. Um, I won't go too much more into it here, but I would advise you really to look into those programs for yourself and see how nice they are to have. It's one of those rare game-changing moments for me. Um, I use Ditto just in case you want to, you know, do a quick search for it yourself and just see what it can bring to the table. And then uh, this is a little bit of a new approach for me. I'm also trying, uh, you know, just to put some general keys in a folder just so they're grouped together. Uh, this would be like enter, escape, tab, control, shift, alt, space, uh, you know, keys like that. They're used in SOLIDWORKS to modify standard commands and really just generally use all the features within it. So it's nice to have them within close proximity. I have to move my left hand all over the, the keyboard uh, to interact with my features constantly. And just in general, I'm just regularly switching all these key positions and adding new shortcuts to try and really maximize, you know, time savings and just see, you know, which features I like more on the keypad. And I mean, it's just important to me because all those little moments in a day add up. And I really would rather put them towards something creative or something more crucial than just, you know, tedium. Uh, so it's just really nice to take those little shortcuts when you can. And now as far as uh, adding and switching shortcuts, Infiniton has custom software the Infiniton Smart Editor that you have to set up um, all of their keys with and you download it from their website. It does leave a little to be desired 
but theoretically this could be updated at any point. And I do really hope that the company will start releasing some updates, you know, with new functionality or fixes in the near future. The hardware to me seems to be pretty solid so far. And I hope they continue to make it even better through software updates. You know, hopefully they use this as, you know, a jumping off point to really flush out this, this particular piece of hardware before maybe they move on to actually improving that in the future. And through this uh, smart editor, I'm able to group my commands and folders so that several programs can have their own layouts. And that also means that I can have more than 15 total commands. Remember, I have 15 buttons on this thing because each button on the top level screen can be a folder that groups another set of 15 commands. I would actually say it's 14 commands inside each folder though, because one button is normally reserved to take you back to that top level screen and you can't nest folders. So don't expect to have, you know, an infinite amount of commands crammed into this thing. You know, that's something that they could possibly add in a future software update, but it's not available for me right now. And, I really have no idea if it ever will even get implemented. Um, speaking of software limitations, one problem with their software is that I can't seem to get it to allow me to set certain keystrokes by themselves, like control, shift, alt, um, you know, those types of things. And I would really like this functionality because I constantly have to use those buttons, you know, when doing various types of, you know, selections. And I wish I didn't have to move my hand from this small keypad back over to my main keyboard. I know that is a, you know, kind of not a big problem really, but it's just kind of annoys me to have to go back and forth when I have this, you know, specialized keypad to try and do everything. If I have to go back to my main keyboard all the time, you know, I might as well just use that instead. So I do wish they would allow that to happen. And uh, the other problem that I've run across is I can't get the keypad to register multiple keys at the same time, so no key rollover as far as I can tell. But I don't know if that is an actual hardware limitation of this device, or if the software just isn't set up to allow it. You know, on normal keyboards, the hardware is normally the limiting factor for rollover. But since this really isn't like a normal keypad, I can't really be sure without some clarification. And I have reached out to the manufacturer about these issues, but I have not heard back as of yet, and it doesn't seem promising because that was some time ago. But uh, with these uh, caveats still in mind, I think that, you know, I'm still glad that I have a programmable keypad and the, you know, the LED screens make it much nicer. You know, those individual screens are very helpful, so I have to memorize several, you know, nested layers of keybinds because that would just be a mess in a hurry, and I would never use it because I probably wouldn't ever be able to remember it. And you know, the images, they're clear, easy to assign. I personally, I've been using the open source GNU image manipulation program known as GIMP to try and create my key images. It's really a painless process to add those images. Once you get them made, you just go into the smart editor, click on the buttons placeholder image, and then just select the image that you would like to use. Simple as that, works well, no complaints there. You can also turn on small text descriptions to describe what a key does, but the text is pretty small and it's not super easy to see with the way the keypads, you know, normally tilted. So I generally just turn it off and just rely on the images I made to help me remember what each button does. The only time I end up having the little titles on is when I'm, you know, just rough trying out a new 
key combo. And I don't want to, you know, take the 30 seconds to make a new image in GIMP. So it's just, you know, it's just a shorthand just so I can open up my test folder with all my, you know, preliminary shortcuts and just quickly try them out. But uh, the buttons themselves, they feel, you know, slightly mushy when you press them, but it hasn't really bothered me. They're practically silent and work just fine for buttons. I think that you're not pressing super rapidly. I don't think, you know, the key switches are really the main draw for this product because it's really the screen that set it apart from a lot of other options. It hasn't mattered really to me at all, but I thought I would bring it up just in case, you know, that's something that's important to you. And now I said that it is set apart from a lot of other options instead of all other options. Because in the last few days, I saw a reach from Elgato that they have released a new Stream Deck XL. It's similar to this. It boasts 32 LCD screens inside their keys in an 8x4 grid pattern that supports static and dynamic images. It is larger in size at almost 7.25 inches by 4.5 inches by 1.38 inches and connects via USB 3.0. It is listed on Amazon right now for $250, US so it is more expensive than Infiniton. Uh, if you don't quite need 32 keys, they do offer their smaller versions. It has 15 keys and 6 keys for $150 US and $70 US respectively. It's uh, mainly targeted for you know gaming and streaming content, but I don't see why they couldn't be used for productivity also. I actually reached out to them about this, you know, about using the Stream Deck with SolidWorks, and they told me that they have not tested it with SolidWorks specifically, but that it shouldn't have any problems that, you know, they could just foresee. You know, I may have to get, you know, my hands on one of these and give it a try because it does come with a little non-slip magnetic stand that looks like it holds the device at a much better angle. In fact, it's, you know, propped up towards you almost, you know, probably like a 45-degree angle or something. And personally, I would pick up the 32-key version because I can never have enough buttons. But anyways, as a quick summary for the Infiniton, I do enjoy having the Infiniton keypad. You know, it's really helped me organize, you know, a lot of my macros and files so that I can, you know, access them quickly, you know, the ones that I want to use regularly. I think that some software improvements could definitely be made but it's, it's usable at this point by far. I mean, I've been using it for months, and I've enjoyed having it. You know, it's just one more piece of this puzzle in my never-ending quest, you know, just to, like, automate as much of the daily tedium that's thrown at me as possible, you know, so I can really free my time to, you know, better use it on something more creative or important or, or you know, just anything else, really, than just mindless nonsense. You know, if you have experience with these programmable keypads I've talked about, the Infiniton or the Elgato, or others, you know, please reach out to me on Twitter. Let me know what you recommend, what you don't recommend, and, you know, what programs you found the most useful with. Just really any sort of feedback on this type of keypad. And even, I guess, if you like ones with screens behind the keys, because there are a bunch of options that, you know, they just look like standard keycaps that either you just memorize what they are or you have to cut out these awful little paper stickers and put them under the top. But, I mean, not really what I'm interested in, but I'd like to hear your opinions, so reach out to me. And I'd also like to just thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of the Engineering Judgment Podcast. Please leave feedback on this show, as well as what you would like to see in the future. You can reach me on Twitter at ENGRJudgment, or by email at engineeringjudgmentshow at gmail.com. 
Thanks again for listening, and I will see you next time.